Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, our series, Grit, a space trailblazer who is making NASA history, how she is reaching new heights after launching her career late in life. Then the skincare company that's doing something beautiful, creating a farm that's giving animals a second chance. And it's Cooking with Cal. We're making one of our family's favorite appetizers and we're using bacon. That's all ahead today, Monday, December 26th, 2022. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good morning to you. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, mm-hmm. Chanel Jones, mm-hmm. this is Dylan Dreyer. <laughs> Thank you so much for starting your week off with us, being with us on a Monday morning. I uh, hope you had a, a great holiday with your family. Yeah. If, if Al Roker were here right now, he'd make some, make some sort of joke about us not really being here. <laughs> know, right. But we are but here. But we're here. We're pretending to be live, but there right. you go. Yes. pull up a chair and just have a good time with yes. us yes. for the next 60 minutes or so. We've got a lot of fun things to yeah. talk about. You know, we all received gifts. Mm-hmm. For the holidays. So it brings up the question, and there was an article in the New York Times, do you re-gift? Where do you stand Mm. on the whole re-gifting? I don't mind re-gifting if it's something that I want, and maybe you don't. Let's say it's a candle that you don't like like the smell of it. So you don't mind getting a gift that's been re-gifted? Correct. I wouldn't mind. Do you re-gift as well? Um, No. No. Not really. We re-gift. I've, I've re-gifted. So say somebody gives the kids a present, but yes. they already have that. Well, yes. So I, instead of returning it, I'll keep it. And then, you know, for the next birthday party, I'll give that yes. as a gift because we already have one or something like that. But yeah. big fan of re-gifting. So uh, apparently, according to this article, uh, there's some etiquette when it comes to re-gifting. Okay. You want to oh. give some space between whoever gave it to you yeah. and who you, you know, so don't. I'm not going to re-gift something to you that Chanel gave to me. Just, yeah. There's exactly. like not enough space it's too there. Close for comfort. It's too close for comfort. Yes. Um, and also, if, if there's this theory, you know, waste not, want not. Yep. So if you want to do it because you don't want to, you know, be waste bad for the it. environment, you don't want to waste it, you can give it to somebody else if okay. you're not going to use it. Yeah. So. I think that's fair. Um, I don't yeah. mind getting a gift that's been re-gifted. No. If it's a, like a candle... I love a good candle. That's I love saying. a good candle, you know? too. And if it's not used. Well, I mean, now who's doing that? Who's I mean, re-gifting well, like something? Well, like your mom or your parents, like, hey, I don't want this. Do you want it? That's not gift. That's, that's not a not gift. That's not gifting. That's just oh, giving okay. it to you. That's just your yeah. mama giving, just you giving you some garbage. She does. Just pouring off junk that she doesn't want. My mom's probably like, I've never done that. She's probably watching. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just in if case that we don't want. Happen. Exactly. So this time of year, it's all about gratitude. And there should be. So when you're at a restaurant, okay, how nice are you to the wait staff? I'm overly nice. Same overly here. nice. So much so that if I don't like it, I don't send it back. Right. If there's something right. wrong with it. Like, you know why? Why? Because all it takes is what <laughs> Chanel Jones That's another thing, restaurant, too. We're like, and she didn't blah, blah, blah. She was nasty. <laughs> so where are you? This is a different eye. ecosystem. I think for us, you know, for me, my not, my skin doesn't feel warm, but I feel watched. Yeah. I mm. feel I, I'm aware all yes. of the time. It's so funny because I, I was at a, I took the three boys out <sighs> to a restaurant the other night. Huh. They were excited to go out to dinner. So we went out for Mexican food and it was like and I know that's always a good place to bring them because they love the chips. They love the guacamole. Yeah. You know, they're busy. Yeah. Right. And I brought crayons and and. 
I was aware, probably because the woman said hello to me when she sat down. She said, I just, I'm a big fan. And I'm there with the three kids. Yeah. So I was like extra, oh, yeah. extra, like trying to make it extra. Like I'm a really good mom. Like, look at <laughs> You're this. so silly. No tablets, yeah. no phones. <laughs> They're coloring like good little boys. That's so I just funny. keep like shoving like those little puff snacks <laughs> to Rusty. So he's Yo, like, time. No, but there is guacamole. pressure. That's good. No. The other day we were at our, a, a bar mitzvah, right? And so I got there before Uche did. So apparently... One of the boys, like Uche, like fussed at one of the boys. I don't even know what happened, right? But then my little guy starts crying. Uh oh. And so right before my husband comes in with the boys, the lady there was like, "Oh my gosh, we watched the third hour. How's oh, Al? No. You know, we're taking selfies, whatever." And then I was like, all of a sudden, like my boys come in, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> "Mommy, Daddy told me to shut up." <laughs> He's like, that's a bad word. And I was just like, and then I looked at Uchi and I'm like, would you please get it And he's like, I don't care. Uchi was annoyed. Like, he's like, get it out of you. So I was just like, oh. And then the woman was probably like, probably like they're just like they're us. Just- <laughs> In fact, they're worse than us. Oh my gosh. Oh, that Chanel. So the point is, we, we try to be in our best behavior yes. at restaurants. Okay. Well, apparently, Miss uh, Manners says that sometimes when you're too nice to wait staff, it can be patronizing. And uh, how do you know that the wait staff is actually open to your friendship? That's funny. <laughs> Which I think is a weird concept. But have you ever like, gone with somebody who, like, you're at the table and then somebody at your table is like, to the waitress or waiter, what's your name? Oh, where are you so from? flirting's weird. And, like, small yeah. talk yeah. or... This, like, this you're right. There's a thin line. Because sometimes yeah. they don't want to hear your story. Like, stop it. They have to and they've got six other tables. Yes. Yeah. So there, you're right. There is a yeah. line. Okay. Are you enough. watching White Lotus? I'm thinking, oh, yes. I'm thinking about um, oh. the grandfather character. No, oh, no, no. that's true. Who's like flirting with the I was going to say, that's different. With him. I'm, I'm only one episode in, so I don't uh, know where that goes. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. It's worse. Well, I'll just tell okay. you that. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so we have a lot of kids between yes. all of us. Well, I mean, to be fair, you two have a lot of kids. <laughs> you have one and one less. Well, that's a big difference. <laughs> I think we both know it's a big difference between two and three. No, it is. It yeah. is. So did you have a baby shower when you had... Your twins. I, I did. And I felt, I, honestly, I was a little uncomfortable with it because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, old school, you have one for your first, first child, child and then you don't have another oh, one. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I think you don't have well, one. I think it's did changing. Did have two? Uh, two yes, showers? She did. She See? did have a second shower. It's changing. Hmm, I think yeah. it's changing. Is that not customary? I mean, you've I had like six. No, I've only had one baby shower, though. Really? Yeah, just for the first, because then the rest get all the hand-me-downs. People feel like, oh, but you had twins stuff. for a second. Well, that's why mine was a little different. Like, I you need a lot of stuff. I needed help. Like What's, I couldn't. Today's show actually threw me a baby shower. I remember well, that's that for Oliver. That's true. That. Which I felt weird having a second baby shower because it's like it's your second kid. It's You're so technically not supposed to. What have prompted the, the question? Well, um, according to the Washington Post, also Miss Manners' letter, um, one writer said that they were under the belief that your first baby shower should be your only one. Uh-huh. Um, and they said that they were invited to their niece's third baby shower, although the niece's first child still very young. They just felt like it's this, a gift grab. Yeah. Like, why are we having, you know, everybody kind of come together? So Miss Manners says that showers are gift grabs. Okay. <laughs> that is their sole purpose. Um, but she does agree that the second and third ones are excessive. Really? So I guess... But don't you think it's sometimes like the, but it isn't sometimes the baby shower also to get your girls together and just like sit around and have a good time? <laughs> what no? do you think happens at the yeah, I was like, 
Champagne and you play games. Well, you and- do, but is that a Seinfeld episode? Like, <laughs> I don't mean I don't. Know. Doesn't Seinfeld think like weird things happen? <laughs> yeah, like, like, to swap or something. I mean, you, know, you play there. games. You, you try games. baby food, but it's fun, right? You try baby food. No, I remember Joelle threw a baby shower for me when I had Calvin. Oh, yeah. And do you remember there were these diapers, and they put baby food in the diapers, and you had to guess, like by smelling these like dirty. Looking diapers. That's what the baby game. food was. You guys can steal that one. It's a fun <laughs> one. I did that. I took that idea and I did it for Halloween. Oh, that's a good. So I had diaper? the. Well, instead, I didn't do it in a diaper. I just put it in like little <laughs> bowls and then I passed them around and you had to guess. What it was. What? That is disgusting. <laughs> no, it's a fun kids love. Kids it. love that. It's stuff. like when you reach your hand into like a box, yeah. like and there's like wet noodles in yeah. there. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's a good Or like peeled grapes. Greens. Yes. Like eyeballs. Like eyeballs. Like mm-hmm. There you go. We're, now we're talking Halloween. <laughs> Off the rails. <laughs> okay, so um, do you ever find yourself asking you, yourself the question, can I squeeze this in? Every day. I know right? you, I mean, y'all just, do. Y'all. You don't? You just no. flat out say no? I start with no. Hmm. I do so does Al. Yes. Al says he leads with yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, there's an article in Quartz that says modern work presents us with plenty of opportunities to cram more into our days. Uh, but we should stop asking ourselves, can I squeeze this yep. in? And instead ask the question, you know, do you want to do this? Because right. I feel like we're getting stretched too thin where you're like, yep, I'll pop over there for yep. a second. I'll do this. Absolutely. That's true. So That's one of my resolutions for 23. What? Really? To do less. Really? <laughs> do less. No, that's fair. So then here's the thing. I think it's telling someone no. Mm-hmm. So that's the other side of it. But sometimes by the time I get to work myself up to say, I'm so sorry, I can't do it. They're like, okay. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, I work but myself part up. Part of the problem is like there are work functions that you can't say no to. So then, the so then I feel like you're always saying no to your friends and the people that matter in your personal mm-hmm. life. That's true. So that you can go do these things that you I have. I tell to. Lindsay and I have this conversation a lot because she's like the two of you. She yeah. likes she likes to go and do. Yep. I like to stay at home and be a hermit, <laughs> but she likes to go and do. So there's this constant. So tension. how does she resolve that? We 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 compromise. Like we'll go out and do. If I do something on a Friday night, though, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything on a Saturday. That's fair. Yeah. You know, and I'm certainly that. not doing anything on a Sunday. So it's. But I, I think all of us. I think we yeah. all just. And then that's why we're all walking around like zombies. No, you're right. We're all tired. We're all all tired. For all of us who are, I was going to say, and you guys who are watching, I mean, we're heading into a new year. So maybe this is the time to kind of recalibrate and think maybe this year. Do less. There you go. Well, coming up, no. coming up, a female scientist leading a new mission to space, the story of one woman's historic journey for NASA, plus a woman who found a path forward by running backwards, the oh. reason she does it, and why it's earned the attention of a Hollywood icon. We'll be right back. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed this morning in our series grit a woman who proved it's never too late to follow your passion. Lindy Elkins-Tanton is a planetary scientist making history as the leader of a NASA space mission. You know, Al recently talked to her and found out that wasn't always her dream. The day that I got the call from the NASA associate administrator telling me we'd been selected, my big revelation at that moment was my life is never going to be the same again. For planetary scientist Lindy Elkins-Tanton, space is not the final frontier. It's just the beginning. She's the principal investigator for Psyche, the latest NASA mission launching an unmanned spacecraft to an unexplored asteroid. Tell me, what is the Psyche mission and how is it life-changing for you? So there's this asteroid that's orbiting out between Mars and Jupiter very far away, which we think is made mostly of metal. And so that's really exciting to me. Already we've had 2,000 people work on the Psyche mission and over 1,500 students be involved and we haven't even launched yet. Lindy and her team hoping the metal asteroid will help them learn about how Earth and the other planets were formed. With this mission, she's currently the second woman to be awarded a major NASA contract. But Lindy's journey into the sciences was anything but direct. After my undergrad, I worked as a management consultant for a bit. I had a little business of my own writing business plans. I got married. I had my wonderful son. And then at one point, I began to feel bored. And I thought, what could I do where I can always give myself a bigger challenge? And that's really what drew me back into science. Um, Yeah, 10 years late, when I was 31, I started my PhD. Well, you are the uh, living embodiment of better late than never. I think that's right. It might be my new motto. (laughs) (laughs) The MIT graduate telling her story of grit in her memoir, A Portrait of the Scientist as a Young Woman, including a dark chapter of alleged sexual abuse as a child. It was the struggling to overcome the incredible emotional ramifications of that experience. I think that made me the person that I am, for better or for worse. By 2008, Lindy leading her first exploratory team into Siberia. This is not the dinosaur extinction. It was much earlier, 250 million years ago, the end Permian. It was almost the end of multicellular life on Earth. It was a huge volcanic eruption at that time that lasted a million years. A kind of volcanism that is not happening on the Earth today, but it's covered central Siberia. The same climate changing gases that we are creating today. Lindy started working on the Psyche proposal soon after, but then getting an untimely diagnosis, ovarian cancer. Did you ever think that, you know, maybe I'm going to have to step away from this? Oh, gosh, I did. And uh, 
I would consider it for like a second and then I would reject it because that was unacceptable. Despite chemotherapy, Lindy was determined to continue. It was the excitement and the drive of the work that I was doing. And I felt like I could not give up. And if I can ask, how are, how are you doing today? I am clear. For Lindy, having a goal helped her focus on the mission. There's something extremely exciting about that, but also something that's got to be about as anxiety-ridden as possible. I've been joking recently that I have leveled up in stress control. This is an $850 million mission, and uh, we've still got some big hurdles to jump, um, but we're hopeful we're going to launch this year. For a woman who's been through so much, she wants others to know it's never too late to try something new. What do you want your legacy to be, Lindy? The thing that I would most like is to help more people to feel that they have agency in their lives to make change. The launch date has been set for October of next year. Then it's going to take take about three and a half years for the spacecraft to land on the asteroid. Fascinating. All right, coming up next, a runner you have to see to believe. The reason she put it in reverse and her incredible accomplishment. Then later in our series, The Upside, a woman helping people grow by getting their hands dirty. We'll be right back. We are back with an incredible woman who refused to give up doing what she loves. When her passion for running was nearly taken away, she found her own unique way to keep moving full steam ahead. For many people, running is as simple as putting one foot in front of the other. For Justine Galloway, the best path forward is in reverse, as in running backwards. People always call me show off, and they always say um, you're running the wrong way, which I've heard Plenty of times. Justine has been running all her life, mainly forwards, inspired by her dad, Jim. My dad actually ran his first marathon the year I was born, New York City Marathon. When I was growing up, he would be training for marathons, and when he would finish his marathon, I'd run around the block with him. What is it about running that you love? One is the connection to my dad, and I just, I saw when it got taken away from him, it's like everyone can run. A Parkinson's diagnosis ended her dad's running career, but it jump-started hers. I continued to run. I ran through high school, kind of. He lived vicariously through me. When Justine's father passed away in 2010, she found solace in the sport and would go on to complete nine marathons. But at 31 years old, while running her third Boston Marathon, she started to feel something strange. I got to mile 18 and was just feeling really off. Two weeks later, I took a fall, and then right after that, my running significantly changed. When you first realized, like, wait a minute, I can't do what I love, what did that feel like? It was really difficult. My left leg wouldn't listen to my brain. It was like my left leg was a piece of wood, and it wouldn't move with my body. And so it would either stay up in the air or go to the side, and it just wouldn't plant when I wanted it to plant, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Justine saw multiple orthopedic specialists and neurologists. She finally got an answer two years later. Focal dystonia. Writers can get it who all of a sudden can't write. Musicians, pianists who can't play a song they've always played their whole life will get it. Through physical therapy, Justine found that running backwards was painless. She sprinted into this new chapter, training with a running club and friends who would spot her. 
In the process, she earned two Guinness World Records for running a half marathon backwards. Here I was running backwards a half marathon with my brother and my sister and doing what I love. Justine then decided to try the seemingly impossible, complete the New York City Marathon. I can't even imagine. How do you do the New York City Marathon backwards? It was amazing, it was phenomenal. Running Verrazano was the coolest thing ever to see 50,000 people running after you. She ran for the Michael J. Fox Foundation in honor of her dad. And then this monumental moment, the actor spotted her during the race. I thought maybe it was my brother because I was like, okay, I'm just going to lean on to you. And then I realized it was Michael G. Fox. And he, you know, gave me encouragement to move on. Running has taken a whole new meaning for Justine. She no longer runs for time, but instead for fun. So it sounds like you're not going to seek treatment. No. My dad being in and out of hospitals, I just wanted a diagnosis. So I knew it was what I could name it. And then I wanted to continue with my life. Changing course allowed Justine not only to conquer new milestones, but find a new way to continue looking ahead. Keep trying and keep going forward and keep moving. Like, don't let anything stop you and nothing is impossible. I mean, pretty impressive. Yeah. Running yeah. forward is tough, but going backwards, <laughs> make it all work. That way, I know. Well, 12 years after completing her last forward marathon, Justine completed the Mission Bay International Triathlon with a swim, a bike, and a backwards That's crazy. 10K. That's incredible. That's crazy. Awesome. All right, coming up next, we are shining a light on a beauty company that's on a mission. They aren't just protecting skin, they're also saving animals. Then later, a female designer combining fashion with art, uh, how she made it, and she even caught the eye of former First Lady Michelle Obama. We'll be right back. We are back with a beauty brand that has a special mission built into their business model. They aren't just helping people take care of their skin, they're also giving animals a second chance to live. Farmhouse Fresh Organics and Naturals outside of Dallas, Texas is a $40 million skincare business that has gone to the dogs and horses, donkeys, sheep, and goats. Our motto is we do rescue for two. We rescue your skin and we rescue animals in need. And both of those are very powerful things. We like the tough cases because it brings out something in you every day to come and know that you're helping an animal to live again. Sisters-in-law Shannon and Delia McClendon run the company on this 10-acre sanctuary for abused and neglected farm animals. I want us to be able to be living on the land where we're growing ingredients, where the corporate office feels more like a home, and we can rescue animals, and anyone there could take care of them. Sorry, that's where we are today. Our accounting department can look out the window and, and tell us, guys, a horse is limping. I mean, it's, it's this kind of multifaceted, beautiful community. Shannon started the company in 2005 with a foot scrub she made for her own cracked runner's heels. It was a hit that made it onto Oprah's favorites list two years later. I had not really developed any skincare up to that point. I just knew that I loved it. Since the year that I started selling, the company would just grow hand over fist. 
after Delia joined in 2009. Love it. The company took off, and as a thank you to clients around the world, they sent out Christmas pies. But we said, okay, we just spent almost $20,000 on something that can be eaten. And at that moment, we all agreed. We were like, never again. They started their mission big, but with small animals, emptying the Dallas shelters with a rescue drive the following Christmas. That's where this began, and it was all custom. We were part of every aspect of creating it to make sure that as we would grow, it would be our soul. And then along came Granny and Shadow. The first donkeys at the new sanctuary headquarters who were rescued from a slaughter truck. These animals who have been discarded and who've done nothing wrong. They are the most loving, deserving, wonderful creatures. In addition to carefully crafting these cosmetic formulas, Shannon and Delia have also become experts at large animal triage, as many sanctuary residents began to arrive emaciated and sick. Elise Khan is the sanctuary manager who works with a team of five vets for the 38 animals on the property. What a good boy! These elderly draft horses need extensive care from years of overwork. Good job, everyone. The sanctuary rescued these sheep last summer after they were found hogtied in a car trunk. When we first got them, they wouldn't let us pet them. And worst case scenario, Harvey. We got him and we encountered something we never had before, which is he was so aggressive, no one could handle him. Elise worked with Harvey for the better part of a year, even after he bit her. We have such an appreciation, too, of the people who care for the animals every day. And Oh, do I need to bring a baby goat in diapers home? Absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. So there's just that inherent love of the mission. He's just such a sweetheart now. That's our Harvey boy, huh? Love you. 10% of farmhouse fresh profits, about $400,000, are set aside for animal rescue each year. They've recently welcomed in some new rescues, including a mare named May, Aww. who is now thriving after years of neglect. That's oh, sweet. That was a good story. <laughs> uh, now, from the farm to the healing power of Mother Nature, NBC's Guy Schwartz met a woman helping people through gardening in a really unlikely place. If you wanted to plant a beautiful garden, you might not pick them all in L.A., but with the help of this mobile nursery called the Oasis, it might be exactly where you end up. It almost seems like she is this entrance to a secret garden that you can transport anywhere. She is just that. Um, I love the idea of the secret garden because she's very personal. Greeted by Barbara Lawson, the van helps her direct people to where they can meet her in the dirt. The name of her one-of-a-kind gardening therapy sessions. So you're telling me that we are going to do gardening. We are going to connect with the ground inside of a mall. Absolutely inside that mall. But not just any experience. You just wait and see. For Barbara, a certified grief counselor, the root of sharing her love of plants runs much deeper. What inspired this dream? This particular dream about uh, Meet Me in the Dirt was uh, born in pain. Um, when I was 24, I lost my mother. Normally, you can move through that process of grieving uh, naturally, but after about 20 years of not dealing with that pain, um, I went into a deep depression, and Meet Me in the Dirt was born. We joined Barbara inside her South Bay Galleria sanctuary for a therapy session and watched her transform a table of strangers into a wellspring of well-being. I start by giving you journals because, yes, we're going to get dirty, but um, this work requires that we also 
do some of this work, meaning reflection. We are love. Strong, strong, intentional, intentional, sincere, sincere, sunshine, grateful, and yearning. I'm loving all these words. So right behind you, and then take whatever time you need, there's an assortment of plants. I want you to get two babies that call your name. Looks exactly like my daughter. Oh, okay. This looks like a crazy hair. Yeah. No plan is perfect unless it's fake. There is absolutely scientific proven facts that show us that digging in dirt releases stress, releases anxiety, and it helps us to heal. You have your pen, you have your journal. What is this good soil getting ready to represent in your life? Think about this nursery pot. What would happen if this baby stayed in this nursery pot? Your new environment is where you're gonna allow yourself to grow and to flourish beyond where you were. So sometimes in life, Things have to come against you. Press. Press all around. What is it that's doing that to you? What's squeezing you on all sides? As we worked through the session, it became obvious that the dirt symbolizes so much more. When I placed my first baby in the pot, she was leaning over and I wanted her to stand up. <laughs> and I had to check myself in that moment and say, it's okay for her to lean. It's okay for her to get steadied over time. And it's very very parallel to some personal things that I'm dealing with right now. So I'm trying to hold it together, <laughs> but it's deeper. When she was talking about how some of the leaves, this is the plant's way of, of shedding the toxicity. Yeah. Do you see beauty in that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's beauty in the growth, there's beauty in the shedding. When you look at it knowing what the plant's doing, all of a sudden it becomes beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> it reminds you of yourself. In cheering, you actually become a very powerful person. That's right. You're so afraid to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. When being vulnerable is actually incredible. And for an hour, we listen to the wisdom found in Mother Nature from a gardener of plants and a gardener of people. And when you're removing yourself out of that old nursery pot into your new environment, you just transition. We've connected with each other. We've shown each other love. We've added encouragement. We've made sure to tell ourselves that nothing blooms all year round. So while Barbara technically hosts therapy sessions like this all the time, she doesn't actually call them sessions. She calls them parties because as we're planting, we're celebrating life. I love that. Yeah. What a great idea. All right, coming up next, it's She Made It. Jill introduces us to one fashion designer using art to create styles and sizes for all women. And then later, I'm cooking with Cal. We're waking, making one of our family's favorite appetizers. It's salty, it's sweet, and it's perfect for your next party. We'll be right back. He's good with the knife. We are back with an inspiring She Made It, a designer combining fashion with art. Today, lifestyle and commerce contributor Jill Martin-Brooks recently sat down with Tanya Taylor. Hi. Okay. Before our interview even started, something about fashion designer Tanya Taylor caught my eye. I can't stop staring at your earrings that don't match purposely. Uh, and I think that probably epitomizes who you are. I've always kind of had a little bit of a playfulness in how I like to put things together. After studying finance at McGill University in Canada, Tanya moved to New York City, enrolling in Parsons School of Design. It made me see fashion as a really open-minded, kind of approachable kind of career that I could mix what I had learned in business school, but also be really creative. So I applied for an internship with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olson when they started Elizabeth and James. 
They were my age. They were my idols growing up. I got the internship, ended up working with them for three years. What was the best nugget or piece of advice that you got during your time with the Olsons? It was 2009 to 2012. So during that time, fashion was male dominated. It was expensive or inexpensive. There wasn't this contemporary kind of price point. And I think what I learned the most is understand the customer, understand their lifestyle, like fall in love with them and just evolve designing for them. During Tanya's time at Elizabeth and James, she started to feel the urge to go off on her own. It was a lot of naivety and a lot of confidence at that time. Like I wanted to paint our prints. I wanted to bring art into the brand. It's interesting to me because you use two adjectives that usually don't go together, naive and confident. And I think the best example of being naive and confident is entrepreneurs. You don't know exactly what you're going to do, but you need to have a ton of confidence to be able to overcome all the roadblocks that you have every time you have them. So at the age of 24, she hired a consultant, raised a friends and family round of capital, and with one employee, launched her namesake brand, Tanya Taylor. Early days were bananas. I don't think there was like work hours. I remember setting up fittings at 11 p.m. and thinking it was early. Two years in, we were applying for the CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund, which is a really prestigious competition in fashion. Anna Wintour, DVF, Jenna Lyons were all judges. And so you have to put together a plan of why you should be one of the top 10 brands in the US. And it's really hard to articulate that when you're at the beginning stages. So I was having trouble and all of a sudden go on Instagram and Michelle Obama had worn our dress that day. And it was one of those moments where you're like, ooh, I needed that. And we actually made it into the Vogue Fashion Fund, which was a big stepping stone for our brand. Today, Tanya Taylor clothing is available in over 100 retail stores across the country, including Saks, Nordstrom, and Rent the Runway. The brand is known for its vibrant and colorful prints, most of which she and her team paint by hand. It's also size inclusive, carrying sizes zero to 22. A lot of people think like, oh, fashion is trivial, but it really does set the tone, not only how you feel about yourself, but decisions you make throughout the day. Yeah, I I totally agree. And so I wanted women who have been excluded from the fashion conversation for years They should be in it. They love fashion. They're so playful. They're so confident to have clothing that matches their personalities. What would be your best advice for people who are starting in this industry and young girls who are looking at you and saying, I want to do that too? I think understand the why. The industry requires some blinders and really kind of putting them on and feeling really confident with your own values and your own methods of how you want to design so that you don't get lost in the mix. We're so happy to share an amazing update. So since Tanya's story first aired here on the third hour back in July, her website has seen 700 times more traffic. So because of all of that buzz, her team decided to expand their business beyond North America into Europe. Okay. And get this, in 2023, Tanya's team plans to open up their very own retail space on Madison Avenue, not too far from here. That's incredible. Stop by, Tanya. Come say hello. I love it. All right. Well, coming up next, I am back in the kitchen cooking with Cal, of course. And this time we are making our family's go-to appetizer and there will be bacon. Mm. We'll be right back. Bacon. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, 
you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. It's time now for Cooking with Cal, and we are cooking up a party favorite. It's perfect whether you're hosting guests or if you're looking for something special to bring with you. This appetizer is always a hit in our house. Take a look. It's another edition of Cooking with Cal. What are we making today? Bacon wrapped water chestnuts. Yeah, bacon wrapped water chestnuts. This is a recipe my Uncle Wen used to make all the time. He was famous for it. He always brought it to every holiday event. So this is the perfect appetizer for any party you're going to. Should we get out the pineapple chunks? Lift that up. It's hard. Okay. I'm assuming you want to drink the juice. Okay. Will you drink that? I'm gonna open up the water chestnuts. Do you know how to use a can opener? Okay, squeeze that tight till it snaps. Nice. It gets Ooh. harder. <laughs> Let me do it. There we go. All right, water chestnuts done. Pineapple's done. Now we just need the bacon. Okay, so we're gonna cut it into thirds, right? Okay, I know, I know. It's a very sharp knife, so. I just call it a knife. Nice. Uh, sorry, it's a very sharp scissor. Go for it. So now, do you know what an assembly line is? No. Okay, so an assembly line, we're gonna put all the things that we need in an order. So bacon, water chestnuts, pineapple, and we need toothpicks. Okay, so take a water chestnut, Put it in the middle. You. What? That is so weird. Right? And then we're gonna wrap it like this. We're gonna take a pineapple. Mm. Oh, right. get a toothpick. Yeah. Got my toothpick. And where do I put mine? And stab it all the way down. Okay, perfect. Yeah, now then, that we put- Now we put a water chestnut on each one. Yeah. And now we wrap. I could wrap all of them. Done. I want to roll it up. I'm rolling it. Get this process. Get this process open. Roll it up tight like it's a little baby. A little baby in your bacon blanket. Now one more step before we put these in the oven. Soy sauce. Yummy, I want any soy sauce. Just a nice little drizzle all over. Okay. You are amazing. <laughs> um, are we all out? <laughs> what? Um, now I'm gonna put these in the oven until they're nice and crispy and that's it. Bye. So easy, right? 
Ready to taste our app? Mmm. Mmm, right? It's sweet and salty. <laughs> For these recipes and more, head to today.com slash food. It, it's such a random little that recipe. Is very my random. uncle literally brought it to every holiday event, and it just kind of became that thing we, we look forward to. <laughs> Interesting. You should try it. Uh, pineapple, bacon, and water chestnuts. Water chestnuts. Yes, don't here. knock That's it until you try it. Roku would love it. Bacon? It's got bacon. I love it. We'll be right back. That's our show on this Monday morning. Tomorrow, we're getting a lesson in hot dog history. Hoda and Jenna are coming up next. We will see you tomorrow, folks. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Vacations are always good. Sometimes, they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, You'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.